The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Good morning, Pat. As always, lots to be done. And November is a busy time for, for two key reasons, Pat. First of all, the planting of bare root plants. So these are hedging plants and apple trees and broadleaf trees that can be planted literally from the fields. So the nursery men will be lifting those and, and they'll be available in your local garden centres and nurseries for planting. A busy time for hedging. If you're thinking of putting in some hedging for privacy, shelter, um, this is a really good time because the plants of hedging plants will continue to grow right through the winter, leaving for a stronger plant as we come into spring. And also the planting of tulips, Pat. So November is a busy time, particularly for the tulips. We plant them late in the season. So if you want some nice spring colour from tulips in, in April and late and early May, then plant them up at this time of year in pots and containers or out in the garden soil. Now we have some great questions for you, Porik. Uh, this one, when my son was born 19 years ago in France, I was given a gift of an apple tree. The tree mm. is still in France uh, with his grandparents and has finally given fruit. Now here's the oh. question. Can I try to plant an apple tree from the pips of oh, one of the apples? That's from Catherine in Dundrum. Catherine, what a great question. And the answer is yes, you can. So apples, as we know, produce their little pips. Now, remember that the pips in an apple tree or in an apple fruit patch are from two parentages. So one from the apple tree that's there and one from a surrounding apple tree. So if you sow the seeds, for example, of Bramley seedling apple trees, you're not necessarily going to get Bramley seedling fruit. So the seeds don't come true to type. So do, do remember that. But having said that, you can certainly take the pips. Here's my tip. Put them into the fridge for at least six weeks in some uh, kitchen roll. They need a chilling effect. You've got to simulate the kind of winter chilling effect. So put them in for at least six weeks into uh, some t- kitchen roll in your fridge and then sow the seed sometime around December, mid, maybe mid-December, early January. The seed can be sown indoors on your windowsill. Simply sow it in compost, cover with cling film and wait for the seeds to germinate and you've got yourself some baby apple trees that can be planted out in April and May of this coming year. And they will grow as perfectly healthy apple trees, but not true to type. And tell us how long before you get apples. Uh, it could be another 19 years, Pat. A better way, maybe another tip would be to take a piece of wood. If you can do that, if you're visiting France, you can bring back a piece of wood in late winter, early spring. You can actually graft the stem onto an existing apple tree that you might have here in Ireland. So that's two ways of propagating the tree and it will come true to type. Next question. I planted some echiums. Do I need to protect them over the winter? Yes, you do. I mean, echiums, well, echiums are biennial, Pat. They tend, like foxgloves, they tend to last for about two years, um, but I would still protect them. So what, what what happens in the first year, you get a big rosette of leaves, and then in its second year, the echiums come into flower, and they die after that. So a little bit of protection, particularly on the rosettes over the winter, maybe some straw or mulch up some compost or some bark mulch will help to protect them. And echiums can be sown from seed. You can gather the seed from the flowers in autumn to sow to have fresh plants coming on every year. Mike wants to know what to do about roots of trees which are protruding above the ground. Well, it depends what the, if, it, if it's a healthy tree and you're just seeing the roots, I mean, Mike can add some extra soil, you know, just a couple of inches of soil or bark mulch to, just to cover the roots. Roots will often do that. Certain trees, like particularly cherry trees, are very surface rooting. So we often see the roots close to the surface, but a small bit of soil or a little bit of bark mulch will just cover them over. Yeah, because people might be mowing a lawn where a tree has yes. protruded a bit and it's a bit 
Uh, off-putting, shall we say. All right. Yeah. We planted verbena rigida in a raised planter earlier this year. It has thrived. In fact, it's really spread and it appears perhaps to self-seed. It still has yeah. its flowers, but I'm wondering, do I cut it back? And if so, when? Also, how do I stop it from smothering other plants in the raised planter? Well, this particular variety of verbena, Pat, rigida, is a low-growing variety, but it tends to spread. So it's a plant that you must give room to. Now, having said all that, it's actually frost tender. So if we get a very, very cold winter, that plant will actually die away. So my advice really is to pick up some of those little seedlings. The the listener mentioned the soul, some little seedlings of the verbena, maybe around the mother plant. Lift those, pot them in small pots, keep them in your greenhouse or tunnel, or maybe in a garage on a spare window for the winter, and protect them from the frost. So it is a variety that is frost sensitive. So if we get a cold winter, you're actually going to lose the mother plant, the, the, the large plant, unless you lift it and bring it into a greenhouse to protect it from the frost. Yeah. And what about the idea if you're not in a frosty area, although most areas get some frost, cutting it back? Well, yeah, Cutting it back, certainly. I mean, if you're possibly if it's growing in a coastal garden or quite a sheltered garden, cut it back. It's still in flower at the moment. It's beautiful, but it will go out of flower in mid-November and that's the stage to cut it back. But do remember, it is frost sensitive, so it will die with with cold weather. Now, Grace tells us that she has a number of oak saplings that need to be transplanted from one part of her farm to another. What's the best way to go about it? Okay, we'll wait until the the oaks drop their foliage. Now, do remember that oaks are poisonous, so be careful where you're planting them in terms of livestock and and animals and so on. So do remember that, uh, that both the wood and, and the foliage of oak is poisonous. So be careful where you plant them. But the time to move plants, particularly deciduous plants like oak and, and many of our broadleaf trees, is mid-November. So wait for the leaves to drop as they're dropping at the moment and simply dig them up and transplant them and they'll be perfectly fine. Mm. We have books of splite on our... Our boxes hedge. Bushes are about two feet high. I got top boxes health mix to treat and control and prevent the blight. With fear of frost, should I avoid Rich. chopping the bushes back and just spray the bushes now on the next mild, sunny, fine day, then cut back in the spring and treat again? Can I use top boxes health mix on my strawberry trees that have fungal infection? Two questions from Seamus and Kerry. Well, Seamus has answered his own question in the first instance, Pat, with the boxwood. So leave the pruning of all boxwood until springtime, until certainly as we go into March and early April. Apply the the, the boxes health mix. That's a very good idea. That's a, a fungal treatment that will stop the spread of box blight. So that can be applied in the next dry day and then reapply. We reapply in springtime and do the pruning in March. In terms of the strawberry tree, this gets these purple fungal diseases. The top box really isn't the best treatment. My advice is to use Fungus Clear, which is a systemic fungicide and far more useful at controlling the disease on strawberry mm-hmm. on the strawberry tree. And this one, we have four recently planted Dixonia Antarctica ferns in our garden. Lots of confusing advice about protecting them in winter. Any s- simple solutions? That's from Ken. I'll keep it very simple, Ken. So this is a beautiful tree fern, Pat. It's actually an evergreen tree fern. But to protect it for the winter, you simply just stuff some straw into the top of the tree fern. So right where the leaves merge together, put some straw in there. Don't compact it, just put it in lightly, about a couple of five or six inches layer. And if we get really cold weather with snow, then tie up the fronds, try up bring up the fronds and tie them together and wrap them with some garden mm. fleece. But if you put the straw in, generally speaking, for most winter winters in Ireland, that's enough to protect 
the uh, Dixonia. So look after it. And now is actually an excellent time to do that. What about cutting back a Budlia? Mine was planted summer of 22 and has got very big. So wondering if and when it should be cut back. Yeah, so Budlias do have, they grow really, really fast. I mean, anything up to six feet of growth per year. This is the butterfly bush, a beautiful plant. The pruning is done in March and April. Having said that, you can do a light bit of pruning now. If you're, if you're fearful that it might get wind rocked or damaged in the winter, take off maybe two or three feet off the top of the, the Budlia plant, but do the heavy pruning then and to St. Patrick's Day. Mid-March is an excellent time to put back Budlia. Could you ask Porik how I can bring back my wildflower garden to its former glory? It was wonderful for the past three years, but this year, full of grasses, very few wildflowers. I've cut the grasses right back and dug it out as best I could, but should I now use a rotavator to regenerate it and get rid of the grass before I reseed? Yeah, it depends what grass is in it, Pat. If it's scutch grass, perennial rye grass, well, the only really way of treating that is either to cover the area with some black polythene, leave it on for six months so that the grass dies beneath, or to use a herbicide to get rid of perennial grass because it's just going to reappear up through the wildflower meadow. So my advice really maybe is to cover it with the black polythene. I think that's a really effective way. The, the weeds and the grass will die beneath that, and then you can reseed the um, Metagrass in April or May of next year. Well, Porik, we have so many questions and so little time, but thank you very much for joining us. That's uh, Porik Horkin answering your gardening questions. Brings the programme to a close with a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts. You can listen to them on the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on Newstalk.